Yo, 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 what is up, everyone? Happy May 6th. I hope that uh, you guys had a wonderful and fruitful Cinco de Mayo. We are back here for our second second broadcast, second podcast, first with the new name, Into the Friar Ramblings from the Kitchen. So last week, uh, we talked about a little bit about what the show was going to be like and what to expect. Uh, I kind of relived a personal story of how I got started and, um, you know, just wanted to recap that a little bit. So for me, you know, I grew up around food. It was always a big part of my family. And then you know, I told you the story about Flavio and going down the alley and having some fun and then spinning pizzas and stuff. And that kind of was the start for me for how I kind of got introduced into full-time kitchen work. Um, but what I wanted to do today was get back into more about the why that I'm doing this. And I touched on it a little bit briefly last week, but wanted to really, I don't know, dig in. You may at the end of this listen and be like, hey, dude, you didn't tell us anything. But my thought is that you'll get to start to get an understanding of what my thoughts are. Um, Mostly I wanted to do this as a creative outlet for myself because I'm always looking for those types of things. I still love to cook. Uh, In fact, we had a dinner party last night for a, a dinner club that we're a part of, and I made two dishes for it. I still cook almost every single night for my family, and other creative outlets for me are, are playing guitar. Um, I used to do a little bit of singing, but I haven't done that in a while. It's one of those things like a muscle. You have to keep working it out in order for it to work for you. But in any case... Um, I digress. The why. So there are a lot of people like me that may or may not have interesting stories, um, culinarily speaking. And some of them are my friends and some people that you'll hear from I barely know. Uh, But um, what I wanted to do was, you know, give an insight to those people that whose story otherwise wouldn't be told. You know, you see all the stuff on the Food Network and, you know, Top Chef and all those things, and those people get their story told because they pursued it a lot of the time. Um, Or someone saw them and thought they had something interesting to share. And me, I'm just a guy that spent, uh, to this point, more than half my life in the in the in kitchens and still in the food industry now but i see people all the time that i think are interesting and that are doing some cool stuff and i want to get you know i want to get to know them i want i want to hear their story i want to bring that to you guys that are out there that may be listening maybe you listen to this podcast and then you have a young person that you have in mind or you know and they're 
thinking about going to culinary school or getting started in, in the restaurant in, industry and they hear this or you introduce them to this podcast and they're like, oh, hey, I never thought that kitchen work would be like that. Maybe I'm going to, you know, that really sounds cool. Or, hey, I never thought it would be this much work to do this, this, and this. So I don't know if I want to do that. You know, maybe it'll sway them one way or the other. My hope is that you would hear, you know, the passion and the joy with which some of these people do their deal. And, um, just you might find some inspiration or you just might find it entertaining. I don't know that that's going to be completely uh, left up to you. So as I was saying, there's so many chefs out there and so many of them have stories. I mean, some of them have stories of, of uh, shenanigans and drunken debauchery like mine. And some of them have stories of coming from a small town and, going to a big city to go to culinary school and then traveling far away from home to go pursue a career. And that career has taken them wherever it has. Some of them, uh, you know, are family guys and gals that uh, started doing it at a young age and then pursued the craft. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that uh, I always stuck to was after reading um, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential, there was a, a passage in the book where he talked about he talked about not hiring artists and hiring craftsmen. You know, he's like, I, I think it was something along the lines of, of artists very seldomly show up for work on time or something to that effect. But in any case, the way that I took the approach of my kitchen career was was as a craftsman. I always you know, whenever I was talking to someone about it, I said, you know, it's a lot like carpentry. Someone took the time to show me how to build a chair. And then for years, I just practiced making that chair over and over. And then I learned how to use a new tool and I made the chair look nicer. And then I got another tool and I was able to add some, some design to the chair. And, you know, by taking that craftsman approach, you can always continuously refine your craft and get better at it. Um, you know, artistry, on the other hand, you can have an inspiration one day and not be inspired for many days on end. But in either case, there's an argument for both. I always, for me, took the... Um, I always took the uh, approach of of being a craftsman and just kind of worked and worked and worked and tried to keep keep getting better. Um, a lot of a lot of people, you know, come from diversified backgrounds. I'm sure that we'll hear from uh, some people who English isn't their first language. I mean, in my career, I was I was one of the few, uh, let's say, gringos or white guys that worked in kitchens. Um, so a lot of people that I made contact with throughout the years uh, came from Mexico and other parts of Central and South America. And those people, those guys and girls, men and women, they have some of the most incredible stories that I've ever come across in my entire life. And uh, those are some of the people that I, that I want to want to be able to, to speak to as well. You know, I had, I remember one of my places I worked 
we had a gigantic kitchen with floor mats. These, these, uh, if you've ever worked in the kitchen, you know, these floor mats that I'm talking about, the non-skid anti-fatigue mats that are, you know, three feet wide by five feet long. And they, they weigh a fair amount. We probably had 25 or 26 of them in, in the kitchen. And I had this little guy that couldn't have been more than five feet two, maybe even if he was five feet tall, it would have been, I would have been amazed. And we had to take, the guys had to take them out every single night, scrub them down manually, and then, and then uh, very lightly spray them off. They couldn't just wash them, you know, spray them because of the regulations in the city that I was working in. But this guy had a smile on his face, 24 freaking seven. I shit you not. He was the happiest guy. And he was just a dishwasher, and he was probably in his mid-50s when he was working for me. And here I am, this, I wouldn't say snot-nosed little kid, but I, I was young. I was still in my 20s, maybe 28, 29. Um, and I asked him one night, you know, luckily for me, I've been able to become fluent in Spanish over the years. So we had this conversation in Spanish, and I said, I said, Jefe, how, how come, you know, you're doing all this hard work, and you're carrying these mats out, and you're scrubbing them and you're always just so happy. And he related to me the story about how when he was in Mexico, he worked construction and he was the guy that had to carry the bags of cement up the scaffolding. And I mean, literally this freaking bags of cement were probably bigger than he was and that it was tiring work. And, but in America at my restaurant where he worked, he made more in a day, more in one day than he did in an entire month. And so he told me it was easy for him to be happy. And those, you know, like I said, I hope that we have some laughs and I, and maybe there'll be some stuff that brings you to tears, but I hope that um, I'm able to share those stories of, of the people that you won't get to hear. So I do, um, have I have some so I have reached out to a few people that have said that they would do some interviews with me <laughs> so this will be interesting because I mean the only interviews I've ever done are for hiring people so we'll try to we'll try to make it um, conversational and I'm just going to ask them some different questions you know and and see where it goes some sometimes we may get we may get uh diamonds and sometimes we may get a pile of crap you never know uh that's the beauty of this thing and like i said i'm just starting out we're recording this today on the uh anchor fm app and i am uh gonna just keep doing the best i can i'll probably do this thing once a week and get something to you every week but uh stay tuned for more to come and look for us to start having some interviews with some awesome awesome people until then, I hope you guys had a safe and wonderful Cinco de Mayo, and we will talk to you soon.